Hey y'all, it's your girl Shannon, back at it with another episode of Pothead Stuff. Today we are being joined by Tracy from Infused by Tracy. Y'all already know, you've heard, I've had the juices, I've had the lollipops. So we are here today talking with Tracy. We want to see what got her into making edibles and brought her into the business. And here we go, guys. Here's Tracy. Hey, everyone. It's uh, Tracy, like Shannon said. Uh, I started making edibles actually to help a friend of mine, well, to actually help my partner, my other half. He um, had a lot of pain. He had hurt in his shoulder at work, and he needed something he could take on the go. And I was strapped for cash. I couldn't keep buying edibles from other people, as good as they are. So I taught myself to make them. It was a lot of trial and error, a lot. When I say some bad batches, horrible rounds of lollipops that people tested for me. Uh, it took a lot, but then the lollipops took off. They, I found something that worked, that resonated with people, and people kept telling me it helped them with pain. That was the number one big feedback I got, and that was why I got into this, was I want to help people with pain. I have underlying medical conditions myself. I'm epileptic. I use THC to treat my seizures, and I wanted to make this medicine readily available to people in an excess, you know, a convenient portable way, the lollipops. Then it evolved to the drinks, the hard candies. They were just me having fun, and there's so much more that, that I do and, and that I like to do and I want to do. I um, obviously have Bud as well. Me and Shannon right now are sitting here smoking a bond with uh, Purple Gushmints. And this is this is a nice one. I like this one. I'm pretty stoned already, so bear with me. <laughs> yep. Oh yes, and we have already gotten into the juices as well. I've got the cherry juice today, 180 milligrams. I'm doing tropical punch, 180 milligrams. Plus, we have the dragon egg going. I brought some crumble with me. We got some sunset sherbet in there, and I brought my shotgun bowl with me, and that has slurdy 33 in it. That particular strain's been quite popular lately. Like, if you notice, everybody, like, everywhere is smoking this one. But, no, I just, I, I love what I do. I just, I, I, be, I bend because I like to be around the people. This, this isn't about money to me. I know some people, this is a business to them. This is what they do for a living. I do it for the people. I, I, I don't really, you know, the money's nice. I'm not going to lie. It's about helping the people. I like the family environment, the, everything that that brings, and... You know, you go to the events and... Yep. The events do turn out pretty good. Pretty good. They do. It's it's very much a family experience. I mean, that's... I mean, I know I'm all over the place with this because I'm, I'm stoned. But, I mean, like I said, I, I started this to help my partner. And from that, it grew into what it is now. I, I wanted to vend, but just vending the lollipops alone, it doesn't really cut it. It, it, it doesn't even... It doesn't pay... The bills, if you are paying the bills. But right. I wanted to expand. I didn't always want to do just edibles. I, I'm interested in a lot more, but it's it's slowly evolving. I'm learning the business, and I have a lot of great teachers. Being with the Misfits, they're amazing. Ariel and Lisa have, have taught me things that will carry with me for, for probably the rest of my life, and I made some great friends there, and this, this is family. Right, and them just bringing me in in this short amount of time, I, I honestly feel like I'm part of the family too. Like you are, I'm you in with the are. vendors. 
I'm helping. I'm mm-hmm. there. I talk. You've worked, my, you've worked with me before. Yeah, I've worked you've with worked Tracy before. I've worked lo- uh, Flower Pixie's table, so. it's Everybody has everybody's back. Yep. I, I tell people the number one rule in this industry is same team. Like, we're all on the same team. It, it's not who can do better than this one, who's this is better than that. It's all about making what you have better. Exactly. You know, make, make yourself, you know, make your event better, your product better, you know. don't. It's not compete. It's family, remember? Same team. Right. We're all one kind of community, so... From one event to the next, we should all be copacetic and okay and happy. Exactly. Exactly. Not everybody gets along with everybody, but we all have a common interest. You know, this is why everybody gets, this is why there's no problems, at it. there's no fights at events. There's, you know, nothing like that because we're all there for, it's the vibe. You're there to have fun. Exactly. You know, sit back, relax, smoke. I'm stoned. Smoke, <laughs> eat. Have fun, exactly. Sober up I'm, a little bit and smoke some more. I get jealous, actually. I, I sit at my table, and I'm looking out, and I see everybody in, like, the middle under the tents and stuff, and I'm like, I want to be over there. I want to go sit for a while, and I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start spending, like, a block of time to come out and actually sit down and smoke with people, and I don't get to do that, and I want to. I snuck some s'mores in this weekend. I, I did run over, and I made sure I made time for s'mores, but... It's yeah, good. it's <laughs> yeah. And this weekend it was kind of nice because we were able to have the vendors come out on Saturday and sit by the campfire and talk and socialize, and not just be you know stuck vending. Exactly. I mean, sometimes rain can be a blessing in disguise. I mean, it did not lessen our numbers at all of, of people that came in, but towards the end of the night it was obviously like it always you know the people that were that were hanging out and it finally gave us a chance and that was really nice at the end to be able to enjoy it for a bit and it was nice once everybody actually left left everybody else just came and we had a whole little powwow bonfire type thing i love that lisa was there ariel was there little hell's kitchen stayed a little bit longer it's it is always nice that we don't just have to you know pack up at the end of the night and not get to enjoy each other's company that's why i enjoy stuff like like being here right now doing this right I get to spend time with the, the family where we're not working or focusing on this or running to do that or... Oh, yeah, I understand it. It's, it's nice to be able to enjoy, you know, each other's company outside of work. Because it's work and it's, it's a lot of it. I, I commend anybody uh, who does the edibles and all that stuff. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of learning. If you're like me, I'm not a cook by any means. My old man does all the cooking. I suck at cooking. But I can bake. For some reason, I'm good at sweets. I'm good at, at treats. And, I mean, you guys have seen lollipops, juices, this and that. That's because of the weather. Now that we're getting cooler, that's when I'm going to bring out my other stuff. Stuff that would have melted in the sun. There's, there's a lot of good things coming. Mm-hmm. Halloween is actually the one I'm getting the most excited for right now, though. I am so excited for the, the Halloween. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really good time. I know um, from my talking with the other vendors, I know everybody's going all out. I know there's a lot of surprises planned. Uh, just a lot, a lot of giveaway. Just this is the one to be yeah. at. Like, it's it's going to be a good time, and I can't wait. The Halloween events are always my favorite, but being a vendor now, like last year I, I came to the Halloween event for the Misfits as a uh, customer as a family member is just right. there to attend 
and this year I'll be vending, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, though. You know, I won't be able to see out the people a lot, but I'm going to make sure I do. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I got to find a costume, because we're not wearing the original costume. Oh, no. It's going to be, because it's going to be too cold. cold. I had to alter mine a little bit, too, because it's a, a dress, so I had to make sure the legs will be nice and warm. And uh, my partner's costume was short, so we switched that up, too, because it got cold real fast on Friday. <laughs> right, and that's that's exactly why I can't wear my costume, because, you know, bustier, underwear, garter belts. Catch yeah, it, nah. We're gonna and lose nothing our else now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to lose our Frankenfurter. It's okay. There will be a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. That, that, see, that's an excuse to have a Rocky Horror Night. I said that. That was my idea. Y'all heard that. I said it, Rocky Horror Night. <laughs> right. I had asked a couple weeks ago if we were doing a Rocky Horror theme. And they were like, yeah, we're doing it. I was like, cool. And then the weather changed. I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we just got to, you know, everybody's going to be getting ready for the, the winter. And I know we're uh, that's being discussed now, what we're going to be doing for the winter. And... Everybody's gearing up for whether it's going to be indoors or outdoors. Everybody's getting prepared. I mean, the Misfits, we're not going to stop. I mean, obviously, you know, we're rain or shine. We're no matter what. So we're, we're going to get through winter. But Right. We're We've gone gonna... through it this weekend. Exactly. So. Exactly. And that was the first cold, and we handled it pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. And if you guys haven't been to an event, Get there and make sure you stop by East Coast Buds. I have to put this out there. You got to get in their hot box. <laughs> just, just go do the hot box and make sure you have a tissue. My nose runs in there, but he put an entire eighth in there for me when he put me in there Saturday. I couldn't walk right. So if you want to not be able to walk right, get in the hot box. Always get in the hot box. Right. Well, Bob the Bud Man from East Coast Buds always has some kind of new tricks up his sleeve. He sure does. Be it his little mini Puff the Magic Dragon or Puff 2.0, oh, or he's yeah. still trying to create the one with the gas masks on them. He's got the hot box. I'm telling you, whatever he comes up with, he's like a, the MacGyver smoker of us all. It's exactly. Like, and I will get you higher than you've ever been. And, and he's like a mind reader too. It's he always shows up either at your table or right in front of you when like you need it. You yes. Know? <laughs> it seems like if he sees like I'm not in the best mood that day, he's like, get in that hot box. He always catches me mid walk with the puff the magic dragon. <laughs> All I hear is, hey Shannon, turn around and it's you know <laughs> straight smoke in the face. <laughs> and another vendor I actually want to shout out myself is uh Cloudy's. Cloudy's <laughs> from one one edible uh Maker to another, their cookies top notch. <laughs> We're letting Shannon cough this one out real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of her for it. <laughs> Let's live. She gonna live. Are you gonna live? We got I'm a thumbs live. up. We got a thumbs up for living. <laughs> but I now I want to shout out Cloudy's. Their cookies are amazing. I mean, it's an edible maker. I can go home and make cookies, but I can't make cookies like that. They the cinnamon rolls. Are the, my favorite flavor, but definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else I had recently that was really good too. Um, my French toast cake that Christine made. She, oh, if you haven't had the French toast cake, get the French toast cake. Oh, I know Cloudy just gave me a, a cinnamon toast, it was a cinnamon toast crunch chocolate chip cereal bar. Oh my 
God. It was one of her new items on the table. And you know what? Her flavors are so spot on that it's not even a guessing game to me anymore. Like, I don't buy a cookie and say, oh, I'm going to try this to see what it's going to be like. If it just says red velvet, that tastes like red velvet. If that is cinnamon roll, it is like a cin- They are the caramel cookies I had recently are amazing. Top notch. Just top notch all around with their edibles there. I, I had to give them credit. I've seen a lot of people shout them out online lately. I don't think they do the the Telegram thing or anything, so I wanted to make sure they, they knew you guys are getting shouted out like everywhere for your cookies right now, so um, but, keep uh, up the good work there. And I tell you, Saturday, no, Friday, her nachos. The to-go I mean, nachos. That's that's um that's not Cloudy's, that's um Christine. No, Cloudy had to-go nachos. Because uh, I think yeah, because Christine had them too. She had I might the, be wrong, don't get me wrong. The metal container with the, the infused cheese. That's right. Then the plastic container with the infused That's salsa, right. and That's then the genius. bag of chips. That's genius. Exactly. Genius. I um, I'm gonna be making um, uh, I'll give you guys a, a sneak peek there. I'm gonna be doing some to to go kits for some people too for over the uh, with the holidays coming up. Do like brownies to make at home or cookies at home. I'll provide like the infused oil for you or the any infused ingredients you will need. It'll be all provided plus the items to make the said thing. You just right. add wet items, obviously, you know, eggs and stuff like that. But I want to do some of that. I uh, there's some special drinks that are coming up. There is um, all I can say is some uh, special lollipops coming up. Uh, there is a collab in the works. I will not say anything more yet, but there is a collab in the works, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I got to figure some things out, but I'm I won't put anything on my table. At all, it's my number one rule. If I haven't tried it, it does not go on my table. Right. And I made brownies last night, and we made them after cooking. And I'm convinced it's our oven. It could be me just being a shitty cook, or I'm just too stoned. But cooking dinner at 375, I need my oven lower than that for my brownies. So I turned it down for a while, put the brownies in. Long story short, they came out more burnt than I'd like. I don't understand why I undertimed them, and. I refused. They were going to be in order for someone, and I refused. I would not. I was like, absolutely not. So that became like our home order, and we've been eating them all night and this morning. But which explains why I'm so stoned already. Right. But and I made a whole new batch. I I had to send out a whole new one. I refused. I no. It needs my seal of approval, and that goes with my bud. Everything. Yes. If it doesn't pass my test, I. Mm-mm. Yeah, I got I need a. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the shotgun. Oop! You stole the lighter. I'm just getting excited for Halloween in general. I like right. spooky season. Some horror movie buff. I like all that. The gory stuff and. Unfortunately, with me working with all the weekends, like, I can't go to a haunt. Like, I'd like to go to, like, a, you know, a haunted house or something right. like that. And we're too tired. Like, by the time, like, Sunday's over with, it's like, oh, yeah, we could go to Eastern State or go somewhere. But I'm exa- I've been vending for two days straight. Eastern I've... State won't let me come back anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ever since my heart surgery, they're like, no, you're not coming back. I'm like, but it's just a heart. It's okay. I'll tell you what, when I have my heart attack, I... And I got the pacemaker. There was, like, a shit ton of rules. It was like, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. 
whenever you go to an amusement park, if you read them signs outside of a ride, the first thing it says is if you don't go, go, do not go on this ride if you have a pacemaker is number one. The first year that I had my pacemaker, I lived like a zombie. Like, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to lift my arm. I was scared to do anything. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm only going to live once. And I ignore them signs now. I will get on a coaster. I don't give a shit. If I die, at least I died on a coaster. Like, right, having fun. fun. Exactly. And that's, that's the way I look at things now. But definitely, definitely looking forward to spooky season. Um, and yeah. yeah, my brother and sister-in-law's anniversary is Halloween. They got married on Halloween. Lucky. Lucky. Did they have a spooky wedding, though? It was um, Jack Skellington. There you go. Spooky wedding. And their wedding cake was fucking amazing. It had the black fondant on the outside, and when you cut it open, it was a red velvet cake with, like, a blood red pudding inside, that so it looked like perfect. the cake was bleeding when you cut it. I love it. Love it. Yes, it was fucking amazing. My daughter used to be into that um, Monster High. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had gotten her a cake. It was a skull. And this was a realistic looking like Monster High. Skull with a big bow in it. And it was gray fondant on the outside. But when you cut in it, it was like cookies and cream filling. I had never had a cookies and cream icing filling cake. Oh, wow. It was you're talking about that wedding cake made me think about that cake and that was the best cake I ever had I wish I could shout out the baker except all I know is her name is Colleen I know that's right it's Colleen Bellin so Colleen Bellin I know she's an amazing baker I know she still does it and she's out of Philadelphia so there you go Colleen Belling. look her up if you want an amazing cake I'm telling you she did a few of my daughter's birthday parties I know she's done a lot of all my sister's friends kids first and all their big things and communion blah 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 the girl's good she's good for a for a home chef I'll tell you what she's top top notch sometimes those are the best chefs sometimes they really are Sometimes they really, really are. Because if they're not going to eat it in their home, then they're not going to give it to nobody else. Exactly. And some of these chefs in the restaurant is like, oh, well, that's the way it says it's supposed to be made, and that's how you're getting it. I'll tell you what, big difference, a lot of people don't know, 99.999% of your bakeries all use box recipes. It's all box mixes. They Mm -hmm. just do their own variants on it, but their base mix is usually a box. And that's your supermarkets, your little hometown bakeries and all that. Most of them use a box base. So you can do stuff at home that they can do in in bakeries. Right. And me, I'm learning a lot of new different things. There's a lot of things I wish I could do. Like, you'd be shocked how many things you can infuse. And you'd be shocked how many things you can learn you can infuse when you're already stoned. Right. You can infuse a hot dog. I'll tell you that much. Like, I, how I learned that you can infuse a hot dog. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear this one. Yeah, so my, my old man did this one. He was, um, I make infused butter, obviously, and it was when we fried up the hot dogs, he fried it up and infused butter, and we got stoned some hot dogs. Yes. I've done, you know, we've made pancakes that we've infused, we've French toast. It's, you know what, if we're cooking steak one night, throw some butter on it. Yep. Infuse steak, and... Oh, I sat here one night with infused butter and three pounds of snow crab legs. By the end of the crab legs, I'm like, why am I so fucking high? What is going on? I didn't smoke anything. 
I forgot I used half a stick of butter. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm making lollipops a lot, especially my hard candies, I'll be pouring them into the molds and there'll be a little bit of excess. So I have an extra set of molds on for them and then they become samples or just stuff for me to keep at home. While I'm eating them as I'm making them. So usually my partner has to like cut off cooking like after like three hours because he's like, yo, like, no, like we're done. I'm right, too like, stoned. I'm done. I've eaten so much of my own product or I'm trying this or tasting that to make sure it's right and not yeah. realizing like I can just like put it in my mouth and taste it real quick. I don't have to eat the whole thing <laughs> every time. But I won't waste it. Right, the, what's the point in wasting it? I will not. Yeah, I broke my heart. I had to waste edibles the other day, and it, it destroyed me. I was cleaning out our refrigerator, and I had chocolates in there. And I was like, wait, these these are from, like, Easter. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I think they have to go. And I have a rando bar in my uh, fridge, which means that somebody gifted me, if you actually happen to be listening to this, at the event with the dump tank, you gifted me a chocolate bar that I put in my freezer because I didn't know when I was going to get to it. I can't remember if it's THC or mushroom. So it's going to be one of those, you know. Let's try and find out. Let's have a good day and take a taste. But I'm not sure. I'm actually pretty convinced it's a half and half bar. The problem is the day of the event, it was really hot. It got insanely hot that day. I was struggling to keep my table items, my lollipops, from starting to melt. So I threw this chocolate bar that was given to me into my cooler so it would stay with the ice. Well, it got a little condensation. Well, the label wore off. So all I can read is it says, like, something that it's got, like, some numbers on I was like, what is this? What is this? And I refused to throw it out because I hate to waste anything. But I'm just going to have one of those days where it's going to be, hey, let's play a little, uh, <laughs> play Candy Jeopardy. Let's play. Guess. Uh, guess what's gonna happen to us in a couple hours? Cause I, I'll split with my partner. Of course, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> we go down. We go down together. <laughs> I figured it'd be a, a fun day to play. Guess. Guess where we go. This. Uh, this particular strain, though, this purple Gushmints is really nice. Right. It's uh, very relaxing. Very relaxing, as you can tell. It's chatty. It's uh, it's nice. It's smooth. It's very smooth. Uh, Shannon rolled us a blunt. Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's just been kind of been my head stash at home for like the past week. And this one and uh, the lemon drop. The lemon drop's been real nice. I actually meant to uh, bring some lemon drop because I know a couple vendors have it, and I definitely want to promote it because it's really nice. But I. Uh, just ran out. <laughs> now, yesterday, at that event I went to, somebody had some black pearl. No, I've heard of it. It was so smooth. Like, I did not cough the whole time we were smoking nothing. Wow. And it had a really good taste to it. That's, I'll tell you what, that's, I, I'm not a big cougher, as, as you can tell. I just, I think I've destroyed my lungs anyway. You know, I'll save right smoke for so many years, but... The smoothest hit from anything, if you're just a smoker in general, is the dragon egg. I'm going to promote that real quick. Yes. I'm sure you've heard about that a million times. The dragon egg. My my partner has COPD and a lot of things make him a hack of balloon. And that thing cuts like cuts it down. Especially if you put cold water in it. That's a mm -hmm. very good recommendation. There. I put um the Wawa ice chips. 
in there before too and smoked over top of that and just let it melt. A lot of people told me to put ice in your bong too. I mm-hmm. hadn't done that yet and uh, I should. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And there's actually life flavoring out there you can buy for like your bong water now. It's like this is insane. Like when I started smoking many moons ago, many, many, many years ago, it was like, yo, here's my five hours. Can you can you run down there and get me something? It was a bag of sticks, M's, and C's. If you got lucky, you got a joint out of it. And right. Now it's like, do you have indica, sativa? What's the THC percentage? What are the terpenes in this? And what? <laughs> it was definitely a lot to a lot to learn because I got into to this whole industry in general during COVID. Okay. If um before COVID, I just had a guy over in Philly that I went and bought from, you know, once a month. And I kid you not, I was buying like an ounce a month. And like, that was it. And I stretched it and all that. Well, during COVID, there was a lot of that. Um, If you remember, people were doing like that thing where people would do wine baskets and leave them on people's doors, like a ding-dong dash thing. Yep, I used to do that. I did a cannabis one. I do. I found a group. I said, I wonder if they're doing cannabis. And I happened to look it up on Facebook. Oh, sure wow. as hell they were. And I got picked by um, another a vendor. Actually, picked me to do as their giftee. And this girl made me like an amazing basket. I thought it was just gonna be just like wraps and stuff because that's what they were showing on Facebook. And that's what most people were getting. And mine did have wraps and little things like papers, little cute stuff like that. But this girl threw mushrooms in there and bud and all this, and then her card. And I became friends with her. And over the couple months, we established a friendship, and she asked me to be her assistant in vending. So, well, like her, not her assistant, but like her worker, you know, her helper. So I would do certain events with her, and I got to know the community and everybody that I I work with now. And I vended with her for over a year, and because of that, I was able to get into it. Now I had new people already. I had friendships and stuff and i'm not saying you don't have to you don't have to know people to get into this you just have to know what you're doing you know you have to have a good product you have to have a you know a good thing about you and no drama but that's i mean that's how i got introduced this all because of covid if it hadn't been for covid i don't i I didn't even know events or any or groups or anything even existed until covid happened and i met this girl and she introduced me to all this (laughs) And see, and during COVID was when I started finding out about events, and that's when I ran into Urban Hippie, and I was with them for mm-hmm. a year and a half that's before I started finding originally. out about everybody else. I that's my my part. My former the girl I worked with before she vended at Urban Hippie, and I also did some like private events, parties, stuff over in Philly. But um, it was I met people at Urban Hippie, and then um, I stopped vending with her. And it had, I had a good break, a good couple months for a while, but then I was making the lollipops, and another vendor tried them and said, hey, you want a chance to try to sell these? I was just going to put them online and say, hey, if you want to buy some, I'll make you a custom order. Like, if you happen to want to order, I, I didn't think nothing was going to come of it. And right. It did. It did. <laughs> I've actually started making dog biscuits. Ooh. My dog, every night. Two biscuits within twenty minutes. She's her dog's an absolute sweetheart, by the way. She's so beautiful, so cute. My Rosie, Rosie, so cute. But no, that's a good thing. I, I actually had thought about starting to make some uh some like CBD 
dog biscuits and, and getting into stuff like that. I, I definitely want to expand my line more. Um, I, I'm just in a very limited capacity uh, in my kitchen to do certain things right now. So um, I'm planning to evolve that in the future. Like once I have better access to certain better things, I'll be able to make a lot more. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And it's also timing. You have to put time in all this. Like, yeah. All this takes time. Like, you know, just mm -hmm. infusing stuff or getting this ready. It's hours here, hours there, and all the lollipops, you know, hand-pouring all the molds, individually wrapping every single one. And it's a lot of time. So if you, like, work for a living, like a lot of us vendors do, it's you're literally working your regular job plus another full-time thing in your home 24-7. Mm-hmm. So when we said earlier, or I said earlier, that coming out to actually hang out with everybody in the middle was would be a welcome change, it, it very much is, because we don't get to enjoy the fruits of the labor very often, aside from how much money we make. I'm not even going to lie about that. That's the only like time we get to enjoy it. It's like how much money we make. Right. They don't get to hear all the good stuff that you know the customers or clients are actually saying about them when we're in the center and in the circle because we're out there all right well i got this from this one so go over here and try this hey yo you did you hit up tracy she got her juices and her teas today Nah, she got the pre-rolls on the table like we're out there hyping them up we're like their their ad campaign and they don't even know that's what we're doing <laughs> and we're just and you know we're just sitting back you know trying to think of our next step like you know what can we do to make this better what can we do to make that better or we're looking out going god i want to play that game or you know join we don't get to join in the games because we're, we're we're busy and you know stuff like that it was like the dunk tank day was fun because i you know shannon that was the day you were working my table with yep. me and um i got to go out and enjoy the dunk tank for a while multiple times actually i got to go out there i got to interact with the other vendors say hi to people smoke with people and because I had somebody, you know, trustworthy work on my table. And that's that's a very, very huge thing to have in this industry is a trustworthy team. You know, it definitely is. I mean, we've haven't knock on, I mean, we've had some some bad things happen lately, but we usually don't. It's 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 unnecessary. Right. You know, like and I we try to earlier, stick together as best as possible. Team. Yep. Same team. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're all there for the same reason, whether you're a customer or a vendor. Right. You know, you're there for the bud, you're there for the, the medicine, you're there for the family, you're you're there for the positive reasons that you advertise, obviously. You know? Right. That's this is the lifestyle. It's it's a family environment. And it's, once you're in the lifestyle, like literally, if there's a weekend that I don't get to see you guys, like if the misfits decide, Oh, we're not gonna be here, we're gonna go up north or down to AC, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. And I know there's other events around, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I can go to another event. I can, you know, go get high, but I'm not seeing my people. Yesterday was a Sunday, and it, it's a rare Sunday that we don't vend, and we didn't vend yesterday because we did Friday the 13th and then, you know, the 14th. And I could have easily got up and went to any event and attended it and enjoyed it. Instead, I woke up and started getting my stuff ready because I mentally already thought it was Sunday, and I was getting ready to go. Like, I was... Already think, oh my god, we're running late, and just, no, we're not working today. Right. It's it's very rare we get a, a Sunday, and I mean, we used to do, you know, obviously, been just the Saturdays, but a lot of us had 
regular jobs, you know, stuff Sundays, but I like doing the, the dual weekends now, like, you know, having the two days. I like that we went two days. I do like it being Saturday and Sunday. <clears throat> Me too. Me too. I know a lot, there has been talk, there are people have different opinions about whether we should be Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, but I'm not going to lie, so I know some of our own vendors are already spoken for on Friday nights right. for other places already, so it would honestly make no sense right there to, like, uh, for lack of phrase, shit where we eat, like, let our own people do our thing that we've been doing. Exactly, because you know? even when they started doing the two days, it was always Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. This week was the first time they did a Friday. And I went because, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's where my dedication is, is with the Misfits. So I went there. I did what I had to do. But it did, it did feel odd. Like, it I, definitely I felt feel like, like an off night. Yeah, it was like the, it was different. something's not right did, here. <laughs> well, we did the Friday because, obviously, the Friday, the Friday 13th, 13th. So it was like take advantage of Spooky Month, obviously, you know. Take advantage of it. But it definitely felt weird. It was like it was a Friday night. It was like I was over there at 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. I was like, this is Ah, this is like rush hour. This is funny. I, mean, I was there at two o'clock. I, Friday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm I like, know, yeah, we were. I know I was there earlier. I was just. I'm like at two o'clock on Friday. I'm normally just rolling over from my nap in my bed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm usually home just like vibing. It's like, yeah, Wait a minute, what's what's going on here? But I mean, it, it went off obviously very good. It was a great night as as intended. It just felt different. But I do like the Saturday, the Saturday Sunday thing. Yeah. I definitely do. I do know that, um, like I said earlier, there's a lot of plans, things coming up, being discussed, a lot of great themes for once uh, spooky season ends. I know there's, uh, I believe Barb keeps like a running list of all the ideas that all of us uh, vendors have kicked into the ring for, yep. um, for different themes and trying to come up with some good stuff. Like, uh, definitely, definitely try it. It's, it's a lot harder than you think to think of that stuff. Obviously, October makes it easy. Yeah. December makes it even easier. You're all right into the holidays. Yep. I think November's going to be like the tricky one. Like, what's, Yeah. What's the you only got Thanksgiving. Thing? I mean, obviously, Friendsgivings are going to be popping up everywhere. I've, I've already gotten a few invites, actually, to, to a couple of them, and they're going to be popping up left and right, but... You know what, fall, that's the time of the month, that's when we can go, like, tailgate party, you know, let's do, sp- mm-hmm. everybody do sports teams, you know, everybody needs their boots, can be their favorite teams for, I, I'm, I'm the, the odd man out here, I don't understand football, I don't watch football, I'm from Philly nonetheless, too, I'm a disgrace of my family before this, I, yeah, like, I'm horrible, but, no, oh, I'm, I'm the, the disgrace of my family, too, my family's all Eagles fans. Mine too. Mm-mm. I'm a Giants fan. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing with that. I'm not into football, but my older brother is, and growing up, he was into the Giants, and I spent a lot of time with him, so if I were to have worn team gear, I would have worn the Giants. The Giants. I'm a hockey fan, personally, but even there, I'm the shame of the family, because I'm a Rangers fan, and I'm born and raised in Philly, and but I am a Phillies fan, and I am a 76ers fan when I watch ball. And I'm a college ball person, and I'm Nova, so yeah, I am see, all home teams there. I'm all New York, all the way. I'm Heaven Giants, Heaven. Yankees, Heaven. Knicks. <laughs> I am smart enough, however, I do not go to Philadelphia to go to Rangers games. I will go to the Garden, because y'all Philly fans <laughs> are crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm from Philly. I don't even care. You're crazy. 
uh, even Eagles games. Like, if Eagles were playing the Giants, I'll go, go elsewhere. I was not here, not here, not here. But I'll tell you, I had a lot of good memories of the Eagles games. So my mom used to drag us out in, like, you know, three feet of snow to those kinds of games. Like, That's... in the 80s, it was brutal. I've never tailgated. I've never gone to an actual real football game. Now, I've gone to college games only because so many of my family members in North Carolina have played college ball. I've so we've always gone to those gone to games. I've gone to a ton, like I just said, of football games as a kid, but me not even being in a football, like, what the fuck is even going on here? I was too young to tailgate. My mom didn't drink or go to that stuff. She went right. to the game. She was there for the team. But as an adult, I've never gotten to go to, like, a sports tailgate yet. I've gone to tons of concert ones, of course. I've pre-game done all that stuff. Yeah, I've done the concerts, pre-gamed at the concerts. Never I, um, did sporting stuff. Well, funny about gaming for concert a couple weeks ago. I went to a pre. I went to go meet up with Ariel and Lisa. You know, big gays rolling loud and uh, glazed and infused. I went to meet up with them just to pregame for Snoop because I happened to be around the corner. And I was like, let me come over. I'll smoke a bomb with you guys real quick. It turned in twenty minutes later. I was walking into the Snoop concert and got to go see Snoop talk. But like, how did best I get night here? Of my life. <laughs> I mean, why I didn't already buy a ticket to that, I'll never know. But. It definitely was number one on like my concert bucket list, so I should have already had a ticket, but I got to do it, and it was he was amazing, amazing. I don't think there's any more artists that I want to see live that I'm worried about because I've seen Snoop once. I seen them back when I was younger, when you know when we were relevant. <laughs> yeah, I saw Wu Tang. I went to. I've seen Wu Tang. Yeah, I went to Rage Rage Against the Machine with Wu Tang back in like the early '90s. That's I've that seen Madonna. Concert. I saw Prince. Did not get to see yeah. Prince, but I bought my mom tickets to the Prince Review okay. that they did in Pittman, where they had the impersonator, last year for her birthday. Awesome. And I had my brother go with her. I'm a huge Because I was like, I'll buy the tickets, but you drive her and you got to get her white girl wasted. <laughs> so he had her drinking White Claws all night long. This definitely, morning. definitely. <laughs> now I'm a big... Big Prince fan. Um, I went actually for a Purple Rain, the Purple Rain tour. I was quite young. I probably shouldn't even have been at that concert that kind of young, but my brother had to go and didn't have no babysitter. It was like, you know, had to, you know, had to go. Had to go, and I got to experience that. But I mean, my next big concert after that was New Kids on the Block. So I think I'm really dating myself here now. New Kids on the Block. That's all right. I, Glassboro High School. Did a one and done with sending kids to concerts for interviews. The year that Biggie Smalls came to Glassboro, when we used to have the boxing ring up here, he yeah. did a concert. They bought me tickets. They had set it all up. You're going to go backstage. You're going to interview him. Shannon came back with no interview, but hella stories about how much weed we smoked. <laughs> I am so envious. Like, Yo, I got high as hell with Biggie Smalls on Glassboro High School's oh. dime. And that was the last concert mm. they ever paid for anybody to go to. I have a smoke bucket <laughs> list, and he's definitely in my top five. I mean, my number one is obviously Snoop. Snoop's yeah. one. Two's a solid tie with Cheech and Chong. My number one top bucket list, is, and it's got to be before he dies, Willie Nelson. Well, Willie Nelson's definitely in my top five, of course. Yes. He's, he's up in there. Because I mean, he smoked Snoop under the table, so I need to smoke with you, my brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's Willie Nelson, Snoop, 
Cheech and Chong are yeah. up there. Uh, probably, I, I'm going to throw it out there, Seth Rogen. I think Seth Rogen Yeah, Seth Rogen, yo. I think he'd have me cracking the fuck too. up the whole time. Me too. I definitely, um, yeah, that would definitely be my top. Definitely my top. Yeah. Snoop for sure, though. Snoop for sure. And when we went to the Snoop concert, um, they were doing meet and greets for different artists because, like, Warren G was there. Um, they, I forget who opened it was. It's kicking me. It's just because I'm stoned. It's somebody I listen to like every freaking day, and it's like it'll come to me eventually. But with the opener as well. But when we were there, we were talking about it too because Lisa's like, we gotta find out. We gotta find out. Snoop was earlier in the day. We had already missed it. So, but if there had been a chance, I could I can tell you right now, there have been three of us that have been dropping like three hundred hours, right? Because that's I how know much that's it was. Right. But right then and there, just to get the opportunity to ask him, like, come on, man, like, well, you're right here, come on. Hell like, yeah. Let me get that puff, but that was such a great concert. He sounds amazing live. He looks great. He's so active. His stage show is top notch. Yeah. It, it, he was very, he puts on a very good show, and I wasn't expecting that from Snoop. I, I can't really tell. I was expecting, obviously, Bud. I was expecting right. it to be weed everywhere. But I wasn't expecting it to be as... I don't want to use the word wholesome because it's Snoob. Obviously, Snoob's Snoob. But it, it felt like a family atmosphere. Like, right. everybody got along. It didn't matter what color you were, how old you were. And the crowd at Snoop was quite young. We were quite surprised. But um, everybody... It was a good time. Everybody was having fun. When uh, we actually had lawn tickets. And when we were out there, we caught a guy. Well, a few of us did. Saw this guy, like in the crowd giving out something. I walked over, I'm like, what's going on here? And they were upgrades. So we all got upgrades into the pavilion and only three of us took advantage of it. And it was when they sent aerials. We were inside way closer and it was everybody sharing blunts inside, like just smoking together, enjoying the music, dancing. And it was a good show. That's so, how it was when I went to Metallica. I've seen Metallica too. And I, ta- I tailgated for Metallica. And I was so fucked up, but by the time we got into the concert, I just remember being in there in the sea. <laughs> Metallica was a good time. Um, my high school years, I did a lot of metal. That was that was my phase. I um I went emo after high school, so I'm not I'm not original from high school emo, but. I was more like metal and Marilyn Manson, and then if you want to go metal, I'm talking Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, stuff like that. But I was in all that stuff, and that was primarily just to annoy my mom. I mean, she hated it. was noise. That was noise to her. Half the time I was playing and listening to my room on my headphones to something completely different. different. Yep. And it was literally like teen angst, but I, I went to a lot of concerts. A lot of concerts from like age 14 to like 25. It was like 50 shows a year between little clubs, bars, and arenas. And then I had my daughter and I, I slowed down a, a lot, but I still go time to time. Fallout Boys in town. I will not miss them. That's, that's been a 20 year relationship now and it will not end ever. But it's not just a phase. Um,. But I've seen some good shows and all kinds of shows. From I took my uh, my daughter to see uh, Justin Timberlake, so I got to see Justin Timberlake. I took my daughter to see Katy Perry, so I got to see Katy Perry, which that was a good stage show. I'm not gonna lie, it was campy, and I I was like the mom in the crowd, like it was literally all kids, so it was that was fun. I've um, God, we I've taken her to see she, uh, Bieber. We Justin Bieber. I got to see. <laughs> I had the privilege of seeing Bieber. 
Uh, Kesha. Kesha was a very good time. I got to meet Kesha here in Glassboro. She, I love her. She came to the nail salon in the uh, ShopRite uh, shopping center. I love her. Hey, Absolutely yo. love her. I am rooting for that girl. I am. I love her. I, but I'm into all my music, even though I'm emo, my music's very eclectic. You know what I love about doing this podcast today? The fact that we're so stoned that we're, there's really no topic of this entire thing. Right. We're just, I'm going to listen to this tomorrow and be like, Jesus Christ, Tracy, you sound like a fucking idiot. But I don't care because I'm having fun. Yep. I'm having a good time with Shannon. And that's what this is about. I got to plug my shit. And now we're just enjoying ourselves. And that's what this is about. Exactly. And I'm enjoying sitting here with Tracy. We are having some fun topics to talk about. Oh, but yeah. Okay, we can get back to your candy. There you go. Now, my grandmother has neuropathy. Okay, so do I. What would be your suggestion? Like, what? which one of your... It, for me, it depends. I always tell people it depends now, so she on doesn't your smoke. tolerance. I was going to say, whether or not you smoke, what your tolerance is, whether or not you yeah, normally do eat She's been edibles. clean for about 30 to 40 years. Okay. Uh, I always tell people with edibles, the best way to go is low and slow. Because you can always add to it, but you can't, can't take, take away. away. <laughs> so, that's why I tell people the hard candies is usually the best way to go. Or the juice, because the juice can be measured out. Right. Because my juices are 10 ounces, and they're 180 milligrams. So, you can obviously math that out mm-hmm. and dose it. Or the hard candies are 30 milligrams each, and they come in a pack of six. So, you can take 30... Sixty, no, you can take them all. Right. But lollipops being one hundred and forty milligrams, I tell some people like if I have a different flavor on the table and the lollipop they want instead of the hard candy, I'll tell them the lollipops can always be you can break them up. You know, you can smack them on the table, break them up, take little pieces. It won't be evenly dosed though. Um, a lot of people too that are in the lollipops, I've also been told will buy certain flavors and they'll like stir their tea with them. And I've actually started doing that, too. It's become, like, a, a home thing. I, I really like Your pineapple that. one was good inside of my dandelion tea. <laughs> my uh, my best friend, uh, when I have the cotton candy flavor ones, he'll throw them in, like, whatever he's drinking. He's, he's cotton candy obsessed. But I have, um, and that's another thing, too. My flavors are constantly rotating. I constantly rotate. Uh, I do have, I do keep an eye on what's obviously the popular ones what's the most requested and I try to keep them in as much as possible but with it being fall now I'm going to be bringing back like butterscotch toffee some of them are going to be brought back you know your more fall heavier stuff I, I guess I might have to get some it. of those butterscotch ones for my grandma I uh, they're one of my favorites I'll tell you what the most underrated flavor to the point that I finally pulled it from my lineup and y'all were leaping on it was the vanilla ice cream the vanilla ice cream ones when i was doing that flavor were hands down i tried that it was like a a cream soda to me when i was describing it to me that's what it tasted like and i mean a lot of people did grow onto them and like them but it got to the point where i ended up taking most i liked them because they weren't selling i was like you know what i like these ones (laughs) i was like y'all sleeping on this but I am going to be doing chocolates soon, and with my hot, my chocolates, actually, I do them intended for hot chocolate, at least that's how I use them. I usually do, it's like a 90 milligram chocolate, you can either mm-hmm. just eat the chocolate, or I throw mine into my hot chocolate. 
and I do them in like milk chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate. So those are going to be coming for definite. I can one hundred percent tell you those will be available at the Halloween event. I was going to be advertising it anyway, but um, I wanted to do a hot chocolate. But I, I, there's other vendors that do hot chocolate, and to be honest, they do it a little. I like theirs. Theirs is really good, so I'm yeah, going to let them do their thing. I like their hot chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to let them do their thing because even I get her hot chocolate. Lisa, yeah. I see you, girl. Um, I see, you, baby. <laughs> I see you, girl. So I, I'm going to let her do her thing with that. But I'm just going to make this like a to-go version. Like, you want to go home and make your own little infused chocolate? There you go. But right. I will keep it secret now what kind of chocolate I am using to make this with because that's the surprise. So, mm-hmm. But that'll be coming. I have a couple things I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to start. I did brownies the other week, and they were pretty successful. People quite enjoyed the brownies. So I'm going to, from time to time, throw a bake good out there. I mean, other vendors are, like I said, again, way better at that than me. But once in a while, I'll throw one out there. And... Trying different things, seeing what I can grow into. Like I said, I this was all new to me when I started. I This was all self-taught. I'm not going to claim to have known anything. I had to teach it all, learn things from other people, get advice, take a lot of harsh criticism at the beginning. And mm-hmm. it, it was definitely um, a labor of love. And a costly one. I'm, I'm not going to deny that either because I gave away... So much product to be tested and try. Every time I went out somewhere, I had a bag of lollipops in my pocketbook, and it was like, "Try this. Let me know what you think. Try this. Try this. Try it. Like, let me know." I did, wanted them to at least have a little bit of word of mouth before I started vending because I didn't want my first event to be like, "Oh, I just sat there for nothing." Yeah. <laughs> but nah, it was. Well, it and was that's really how I well. literally came across your stuff too, because my sister was like, "Yo." You gotta go to these weed events. Look for my friend Tracy. She got lollipops. <laughs> and remember the first event I saw you, I came up to you, I was like, is that her? <laughs> I had her on video chat. And I just turned around to your and face. It definitely was. I'll tell you what, when I started this with the lollipops being the first thing I made, a lot of the other um, edible vendors had said to me, why lollipops first? Like, working with candy sucks. Like, I currently have, like, a burn... On my fingertip from like hot lollipop like when it was melted still like touching my finger it took the skin off wow. it is hard taffy is one of the hardest things to work with uh melted sugar stuff like that because you vary the temperature by one degree and you can throw off your entire recipe everything is to such a precise temperature and i'm I, i'm horrible with that stuff i'm stoned i'm easily distracted i suck at math and I had to learn. I had to learn, and I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And it's, you know, thank you to those that were along for that ride. Cause yeah. it, believe me, it was a lot of crap along the way. But I feel comfortable with what I do. I get a lot of positive feedback, and like I said, most of it is people telling me it helped them with pain. It helped them relax a bit. It wasn't too much like too too intense like it was at the right level like they weren't too stoned or not stoned enough and that's that's what i wanted to hear and all my edibles if any of you didn't know already are made with a 50 50 hybrid and i do that for that specific reason however now that 
my business has grown more and I mean you know at the beginning it was do I want a vendor or not now it's I'm a vendor I'm staying I'm not going anywhere so I'm obviously going to grow I am going to do indica specific lollipops as well as sativa specific lollipops on top of the already hybrid right lollipops I want to make them available as well I know some people do have preferences I mean there's no complaints about the hybrid but I want to make that an option you know, maybe you're on the go, you want the sativa, you want that energy, you know, or at night, you're watching a movie, you're at the movies, you know, something like that, nice indica, and mm-hmm. I'm going to the movies this week, actually, and you better believe that every time I go, my bag has drinks in it, it's got candy in it, it's got, you know, vapes in it, I oh, got blankets, right. it's all going, it's... <laughs> You know, twenty two dollars a freaking movie ticket. We're doing this like we're at home. I'm bringing my blanket. <laughs> it gets and that's literally why I stopped going to the movies. Cause I'm like, I gotta pay all that money, and I can't even do what the fuck I want to. I'm the same I'll just way. watch it at home. I stopped, and I'm a, I'm a very big movie buff. I love movies. I rarely watch regular TV. It's normally just movies. I love to go to the movies. I like to enjoy the experience but ever since like the price went up all that stuff obviously i do it at home i have a projector um but i do make an exception and the exception is r rated r it cannot be pg-13 it's not gory enough for me to spend 22 dollars for right. so it's got to be r rated r or a batman movie or something that looks so out of this world amazing that i have to see it in the theater which is johnny depp if it's johnny depp's in it i'm going to the theater <laughs> But I stopped, yeah, I stopped 100% or 99%, but the last movie I even saw in the theater was The Batman, so, and I will go see Joker too. but. Wait, I'm really going back. Last movie I went to the movie theaters to see was Goosebumps in 3D. Oh, wow. With Jack Black. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched because- that. I, after that movie came out, I went to iPhone, and iPhone has this thing called iWeb TV. Okay. And anything in the movie theaters, I can pull up on it and stream it straight to the Roku, so I just sit in the house and watch it. I do that now, but I do it on a site that might not be as legit. But <laughs> I I mean, I get mine and project them right to, to mine, too. I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Like I And I did know, you know what? I'm totally lying to y'all. The last movie I saw in the theaters was Barbie. I did go see Barbie. No, I watched Barbie right yeah. here on my screen. I was going to originally, but um, my girlfriend Liam wanted to go to the theater. She wanted to see it. I, I wanted to see it, and I didn't think anybody of my friends was going to be into that kind of movie. I'm not in that kind of movie either, but I was like, this is going to be big. Like, this is going to yeah. be an experience. I want to see what everybody's talking about. I like Margot Robbie. Yes, I I was like, her. let me go check this out. And I didn't like... What's his name that's in it? Who played Ken? Oh, yeah. What's his name? I, I, for- I forget it, too, because I'm stoned, and you're all, these are all probably yelling at us right now. Exactly. <laughs> I, Ryan, is that Ryan Gosling? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Rosling, okay. Gosling. I didn't even like the look of his face before I saw that movie, but he had me cracking up through the whole thing. He definitely sold that movie. My he favorite character it. in the whole movie was Alan. Alan. Well, Alan carried the movie <laughs> on his back. I mean, Alan was the best, but... Ryan Gosling definitely got my attention, but like I was saying, she had wanted to. See, I did find somebody obviously who wanted to see it as well. So we made a girls' night of it. You know, girls' day. We had fun. We got all stoned, brought drinks, had a really good time. It was. I really enjoyed that movie. That was that was fun. I actually watched it again 
you know, at home finally, and uh, even my old man was like kind of watching over my shoulder. He's like, over there, yeah. watching Scream last night. I haven't seen Scream in a while, and it was on HBO Max. So I was like, let me put Scream on. And I said to my old man, like, you've seen this already, right? Because I'm gonna talk through the whole damn thing anyway. Because he doesn't pay attention to what's on the TV. He plays a game, so he's playing his game on his phone. Obviously, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, you've seen this? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving everything away. Like, all right, so this killer, and I'm trying to answer certain questions of things I forgot. And he was like, oh, so that guy's the killer? I'm like, did you see this movie or not? Like, <laughs> really? He was giving, so I've given away, like, literally every kill before it happened. I still can't answer whether or not he's seen the movie, though, because it seemed like at times he might have remembered it. But uh, I am so bad with watching TV shows. Like, we were watching a Lifetime movie the other night, and I'm literally talking through the movie because the movie was boring me. But that's yep. because I watched the real life thing. It was the Murdoch murders. Okay. I watched the court TV, so right. I already knew what was going to happen. 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 And so when they was asking me questions, I was just answering. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, my old man will watch, like, that, like, courtroom cam or, like, 48 mm-hmm. hours and stuff like that, and I'll be the one, like, watching it going, yo, you know damn well that guy wouldn't have died. Like, I'm talking... And plus, I used to work at a coroner's office years ago. Mm-hmm. So anytime something comes up at the ME's office, I'm like, yo, the ME, no, no, no. And I'm pointing out different things. And I know I drive him crazy. So, you know, shout out to him for tolerating <laughs> me. But uh, he very much tolerates a lot of my bullshit. But, um, yeah, I talk to it all. And especially if I've seen it already, I'd be like, you know, damn well. Right. And see, I'm a documentary court TV murder type person. Mm-hmm. So I literally follow the stories. And if it's a news story and it's something that has happened recently, mm-hmm. oh, I'm following it. So by the time they make a movie, I already know what's going to happen in the movie. So I can tell you the whole movie before they, you watch exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I don't, like I said, I don't do much regular TV. There, mm-hmm. There's not a lot to you. It's been years since I've been hooked on a TV show. I do make an exception, though, for. Ryan Murphy, anything tied to Ryan Murphy. So you're talking American Horror Story, American Horror Stories, American Crime Story, Pose, all Nip Talk. The only one I didn't get into was Glee. I was not a Gleeker. I I was a Gleeker. Yeah, I didn't get into that one, however. But anything attached to Ryan Murphy, um, Ratchet, Ratchet, um, the one based on with the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is one of my favorite movies. That's getting a second season, by the way, too. That was amazing. Anything he does, like uh, Dahmer. I mean, Dahmer was amazing. Anything tied to Ryan Murphy is is spot on, for me, in my opinion. So I will make an exception for American Horror Story. I watch that every week, and I'm pretty sure I got this current season figured out already, but I say that three, four episodes into every season, and they flip the whole story on you. Mm-hmm. So I've never properly guessed the ending once yet, but I'm pretty certain I got this one. And Kim Kardashian's actually very good on it. People were wondering, you know, if you were in, you know, whether you like her or not. I actually don't hate her, but I don't like hate her but... well. People talk smack on Paris Hilton too. Back in the day, if you remember, she caught a lot of shit that girl was a dumb blonde. All this, she was stupid. She was a hoe. She was all this and that. Look at that girl now. She's very smart, she's talented, she's not stupid, and all that stuff she's doing, if you're not aware, like fighting for girls that were in boarding schools, these 
rich girls that were sent away that were abused. Mm -hmm. Like, she's fighting for their, you know, just do, you know? I give that girl a lot of credit, and, you know, like Kim Kardashian, the same. You know, the bar is not an easy pass, you know, test to pass, and she did that, and she fights for prisoner rights and advocacy, so, I mean, they're not all bad people, you know, right. not everything they do is bad, I mean, that's the life they, they, they chose, I mean, if I had the chance to be rich and famous, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't walk away from it, you know, so... Can't hate people for doing what we can't, you know? We can just sit back and, and just watch it on TV. I right. do watch the Kardashians as well. It is my guilty pleasure in life. It is. I do not watch the Kardashians. I, it's the insanity that I watch it for. I'm like, I watch them argue and fight, and I think, I wish those were my problems. Like, I wish these were the things that I had to argue about at home. Right. You know, about, oh, you're over-compulsive with your cookie jar. Like, what? What? Let's argue about the rent this week, you know? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. See, and that's what I watch uh, Atlanta Housewives for. I, I've been recommended all the time. Like, Tracy, get into Housewives this or that. I do one of my other guilty pleasures, and I know it's a, a TV show, but uh, who watches regular TV anymore? It's like you either have Netflix or you have this or you have Hulu or you have that. So it, it, you watch your shows, you know. Um, Love After Lockup. I'm all about Love After Lockup and Love During Lockup. I used lockup. to watch that. I love that. I used to watch 60 Days In, too. I watched every season of 60 Days and that is one of my, my tops. Like, I do watch a few shows, but not as much as, like, you know, people used to watch TV. Right. I, my thing is, I don't ever watch TV daily like most people. I do now because I'm laid off, but usually I'm on the go working or I'm in the kitchen. If I'm in the kitchen, I got music going or I'm on a video call or something like that because yep. TV will distract me. I'll get into that, but I'll make a couple of hours when I'm during that schedule to watch I catch up my shows. And like I did all that Orange is the New Black when that was running during COVID. That was my COVID lifesaver. That Squid Game saved my life. Yes, that's I know season two is coming, but because of the writer strike so and yeah, it's the writer strike and all that stuff going on. It's they're waiting on season two. Like it's it's. Let them do it over there in Japan. That's what I said. I said, why do we even... It's because of the <laughs> Netflix connection. That's what it is. It's the Netflix connection. All those contracts with Netflix. So, but that, that show was Chef's Kiss. Like, they, yes. they did that perfectly. And I, But that was also one of those shows you either loved it all the way... Or you hated, or you hated it. it all the way. And it was the same thing with Tiger King. You either... And I... Tiger King was the shit... Somebody, I got into that after the hype was already dying down because I was like, what the hell is this shit? And somebody said, no, Tracy, like, this is the only show I can guarantee you. It's not what you think it's about. Like, every episode gets more uh, meth-heady than the previous one. I was yes. like, yo, I'm hooked. I got in. Now, season two was a butt. That was horrible. Yeah, so, I didn't Trying like... to re-catch lightning in a bottle, and you, you can't do that. Plus, mm -hmm. nothing the... had been accomplished anyway. Joe's still in prison. Like, so there was nothing to update you on. Right. Other and, than the fact that everybody's trying to stab him in the back now that he was in prison. Exactly. Now, do I think... I'll give you my opinion on that, too. Do I think Joe should be in prison? Obviously, he should have done a little bit of time Not for Not as much cruelty. as they gave him. Should he have gotten what he's in for? No. 
No, 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 no. Because do I think he did not work alone in this murder for hire. I mean, whether or not he was set up or not or recorded, he was already talking to people. So he already had people to call. Like, why? The guy he hired got less time than him. And that guy took a payment. So it's crazy. It really is. They they definitely look to, to target him. That's because of PETA, you know, all their connections, but... And fucking Carol Baskin. And Carol Baskin. She definitely killed her husband, so... Didn't you hear that he's, like, alive in Costa Rica? If you were saying, I've been seeing, like, rumors of that one popping up. I said, I'll tell you what, if that guy is alive in Costa Rica, wouldn't he be, like, like, 90-something by now? Like, wasn't he, like, a bunch of years older than her? Yeah, I think so. Or something. I, I could be wrong. Could be me be... Just stone, but I guess when he had a little time on her, and if not, you know what? He did it to get away from her, then shit, the guy had enough money to do it. And leave her staying, living comfortably. Mm-hmm. Why not? Shit, I would if I could go. Well, I'm not saying my current situation, I was just saying, if I was in her spot, and something was bad, and you got money, go with that girl. I know that's right. And I was looking, I saw ads the other day. I like that we finally found a topic to settle on because I thought I was all over the place here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> One of the fun ones. Maybe we'll do another Avengers Spotlight someday where I'm uh, not over the place or nervous. Or... But now I'm having fun. Uh, I was seeing advertisements for that Pet Cemetery series. There's a prequel series to Pet Cemetery. I think it's oh. called um, Beginnings, I, if I am right. And if you, uh, are you familiar with Pet Cemetery? Okay, uh, Judd, across the street, it's basically his story. Okay. But I'm a little hesitant going and watching because I've seen some stuff pop up lately saying that it looks like they tried to villainize that Judd. character. And we obviously know Judd wasn't innocent because he really, he knew the power of that place and he introduced it to Lewis. But he did it because he liked that little girl. He wanted, he didn't want her cat to upset her and... Maybe he thought the ground wasn't selling no more. But they right. say that in the series, they really try to villainize them. And I don't like that. I don't like that. But that's because you're expecting, you know, good old Herman Monster. Right. And, uh, the cla- you know, you're expecting the classics. And I, you can't look at them any other way. And you never will. You never right. will. And I hate when they remake the classics. Leave it the hell alone. It was a class. It's a classic for a reason. I a hundred percent agree with. Well, let's give, let's call this ninety nine percent because there was one remake that did it right, and it was the Evil Dead one. The Evil Dead one was done very. I don't want to say it was done hundred percent perfect because nobody will ever be better than Bruce Campbell. Ever. You can't replace him. But that movie was done very well. They took an original story. They didn't copy the original. They went off. They changed Christ. They changed the sex from the original to the new one. And a lot of people hated this one. And I'm going to get some hate for it. But the Pet Cemetery remake. I liked it. I liked the fact that they... Sorry, spoiler alert. I liked the fact that Cage didn't die. Ellie did. That they flipped the story so it was a re a reimagining, you know, kind of like a retake on what we thought we were getting. Right. Because you'll never get another one. That that movie, I can't, even as a, as a parent now, it's even worse watching that. Like, you cannot watch that as a parent. It's gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. That movie ripped you in ways. And if you go back and think about it, that movie's a very slow burn. 
it's a very long time until Gage gets killed. And then once he does, it progresses rather quickly up until the ending. So most of the story, it's just build up, build up, build up. And it was done right. Right. Stephen King's got a, 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 nat, a notch, you know, a nick or whatever the word is for that. Well, I should say 99% too. Because, all right, Rob Zombie and those Halloweens. I'll give you that too. I will give him I that. Enjoyed that. You can redo those. Those he, you you were you're good. <laughs> I liked his because he took it a different way. Mm-hmm. Like he really made that child a sick, demented, thoughtless killer. Like you got that feeling and at the same time you felt for the kid because he was being ignored and all the stuff that was going on and abused in the household. Mm-hmm. Like, Rob Zombie caught different, whereas the 80s one got 80s horror camp that we grew yeah. up with. Like, big blood, corn syrup everywhere, the stuff that became the classics because they're so bad now. Like, yep. they did not stand the test of time. And who knows, maybe 20 years from now, ours won't be either. Right. But... For right now, they're looking good, these updates of horror. Some of them. I did not like it. Now, okay, see, I I liked the story. I very much liked the story. It was the CGI that drew that threw me off. They they very heavily too much implied on CGI. See, they changed the story. Well, they have to leave out obvious parts for obvious reasons. Well no, like there was parts that were in there, but like they changed the character that told that part of the story, it's like, yes. no, you're... Like, look, this even was my kids... This was this a story, or... When it came out, both my youngest two were 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. Even they said, um, this is crap. Put the original on. Yeah. I was like, all right, all right. I mean, nobody... Not me. <laughs> you can't ever touch Tim Curry, like, as far as overall, like, just performance. But when with Bill Skarsgård's performance, this was a completely different take. Because you always, always have to remember going into this, the original It was a made-for-TV movie. So you had censorship, you had, you know, all those regulations you had to go up against on what they could do for TV. Whereas the newer version wasn't R-rated, allowed to be made for the big screen go over the top hence the the more kills the scenes but cgi right and again for obvious reasons in the rating and the uh was the fcc all that the mpa whatever all the ratings obvious scenes from the book had to be cut right you know so and if you didn't read the book there's a underage gangbang in there so Mm. there you go and there is also a scene where one of the bullies murders his younger brother who is a baby in his crib and so the literal bullies that were bullying these kids, one of them was like a literal murderer. So if that, I, now to me, that particular one should have been in the movie, but maybe it didn't have to be a baby. It could have did it like it was like a younger kid. Maybe he like pushed him and the kid got hit like by a car or something. Right. They didn't have to change it in the book. He smothers the child in the crib and they describe it very brutally. And I could see where that one could be a little, all right, maybe. Mm, even me like in my horror I like foreign horror I like gory I like sick and twisted I like let's Serbian film let, we'll just go there that's my level of depravity and I like horror all kinds all over the board and 
even though I said I don't see PG-13 horror in theaters, I still watch some of it at home. I, mm-hmm. I'm a huge James Wan fan. Um, the Saw series is something with my heart, even though we all know that past Saw 3, they should have just ended Stop. it there, but yeah. now it's like a soap opera we're waiting to see. Yeah, they, ain't there another one coming out? Coming, oh, yeah, they're going to keep, this is going to, yeah. This, no, um, but I thought, I think I just seen a, an ad for it on YouTube. Well, Salt Hens in the theater right now. That that must that's what I'm end. going to the theaters to see this week. I have seen every single one in the series, including the absolutely horrible Spiral. I've seen all of them in the theaters. It's been a tradition for me. And me and my daughter, who might I add, was a newborn when I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. She's got into the series, and now she's 19 years old. We um we actually take notes. It's like, where do you think this is going? Who could the, what's worst? Is this? Is it that? Now, this 10th one, which I'm going to see this week, I've stayed away from, I've muted all my online Saw groups, everything, because I don't want any spoilers, but right. the only thing I've gathered, and you can get this from the uh, the trailer alone, it takes place between Saw 1 and 2, so it's after he got his cancer diagnosis, and it looks like he is going someplace for cancer treatment, only to find out the place is a fraud. So he does his thing to these people. So timeline-wise, it actually makes sense to slip it in there. It's an obvious... They're doing this to bring Tobin back. Right. Tobin Bell is the heart of the series. Without him, without Jigsaw actually physically in the movie, John Kramer, there's no movie. No. And he's in every single one except Spiral. So, and I'm Team Hoffman, by the way. I like Hoffman. I'm all Hoffman. But I have a heart for Costas Mandalore. But ever since I was a teen, he was my teen heartthrob, so I go way back with that man. But Tobin Bell carries those movies, and this is a reason to keep him, because, you know, he's been dead since the third one, so it's been hard enough keeping him in, what, the seven they've made since? It's You can only do so many flashbacks. We know John's story already. Right. We want, Well, we know why he does what he does. There's obviously little gaps in his story with Jill and all that, but... but yeah, we just want you to fill in the gaps now. Yeah, and that's all it's going to be now, because <clears throat> because of the fact that there's so many movies, there's so many effing plot holes, that now they can use all these sequels to fill them, and that's exactly what they're gonna, what they're going to do. But my point there was, I love James Wan, and he was only, he only directed the first one, he's just been like producer or co on the previous one. Um, that's why there's been such a huge shift in the feeling. They kind of change directors on those movies, like, every two to three movies, and you can tell. Like, you can tell that two, three, and four were Darren Lynn Bowser movies. You can tell five and six were Kevin Gerdard. You can tell, like, when it's shifted, because they all have their own styles. Um, my favorite is the sixth one, and the, well, the sixth and the fifth, I'm kind of tied. I like the middle ones, but once again, I'm biased, because that's about when Hoffman was, you know, being brutal Hoffman, you know, being awesome. And I, uh, I'm i hoping and praying to see, if you remember in the movies, they show you when Hoffman got introduced, you know, the cop that's mm-hmm. helping him. They show you early on. but And you see some of the traps he was involved in. But you have a hard time pinning exactly when it was that Jigsaw put him in the trap where he has the shotgun to his own chin. Um, you don't have a hard time placing it, so I don't know if he is his accomplice during this timeline. We do know that Amanda is because she's in the trailer. 
So we do know, obviously, Amanda's his accomplice, but is Hoffman in it yet? So I'm holding my breath for Costas Mandalore to appear in this film somewhere, but because they left you on a, a cliffhanger with his character in the current timeline, he was left in the bathroom to obviously just die. Right. But we know his character's crazy enough to, like, eat his own foot off. So, True. like, I mean, he broke, he ripped his jaw off to get the one trap off. So, well, he ripped his cheek open or whatever. He's just crazy. So, I mean, but even if he were to live somehow, some way, I mean, I think, I think he's, his character's pretty much done for in our current timeline, but this takes place in earlier timeline. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard rumors that there's going to be other movies as far as that earlier timeline, like more of John's story, mm -hmm. but then I've also, I've been in some online, saw online chat groups since like the second movie, some Reddit, some online things, and even the official Saul website that had the original chat rooms, they're still going with people. That's the directors have actually said they've gotten ideas from some of these chat rooms, by the way. Oh, <laughs> so wow. they do take some fan input but um i've seen they said that like the current storyline meaning hoffman left in the bathroom um sean patrick Flannery's character uh bobby dagan had just you know his wife got burned alive at the end of the one like that's the current storyline and they're saying that that one might pick up and i was like well if that's the case the there's there's no accomplices left except for dr gordon from the original, Carrie Ells, gotta love him, Princess Bride, gotta gotta love him, but he's done with the franchise, so it's it's weird. It's if you're a crazy Soul fan like me, the franchise has a lot going on, <laughs> lawsuits, crazy things. But there are a bunch of movies, and but but James Wan, like I said, that was a very long shout out to him. There, just the fact that I love him, but his PG thirteen stuff, The Conjuring, The Nun. Annabelle, stuff like that. They were decent. They were decent. They yeah, relied, I watched all them. They rely on jump scares, which is my least favorite horror trope. Right next to, I don't like haunted house movies. Like, just regular spooky house movies. They don't do nothing for me. Possession movies, like The Haunting of This, or, you know, The Exorcist. You know, my mom, oh, it's the scariest horror movie ever made. And I didn't watch that until I was 42 years old. The Exorcist, yeah, for the first time, uh, yeah, and I watched it, and my immediate reaction was, what's the hype behind this movie? I was like, this is horrible. Right. It's just in Shannon's face when I just said that, too. I can shock you even worse. I will be 44 this year. I have never seen Scarface. And... <laughs> I just, I've never seen this. Never movie. tell that to my sister. I know oh my god, Montana. I, like, I, know, I know the references to the movie because I've heard so many along the years. But, like, I need to watch it sometime because I want to know why, like, why do rappers love that movie so much? Like, I need to watch it so I can find out why. Because the killings, and he just don't take no shit. That's what somebody else was trying to tell me, too. Like, oh, it was like the drugs, you know, the killing, yeah. the, the fact that it was, you know, it was the cartel. I was mm -hmm. like. I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot one of these days, but my absolute favorite movie, that was Goodfellas. Okay, I've seen that. Top 
top number one, followed by uh, Casino. I've seen that. So too. you're talking De Niro, Pesci. You're seeing the theme here. Yeah. And with me being a horror buff, you would think they'd be my my tops. But no, them one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, Deer Hunter and um, God, I'm not losing one here. Um, I'll remember eventually. I'm stoned, but you're all gonna really get me on that one. A full metal jacket. <laughs> full metal jacket. Oh was, yeah. yeah, that's a um, that was my dad's favorite movie, and I grew up. It was played in our house, and I have a heart for that movie. My it mom never gets old. made me grow up on that movie. Deer Deer Hunter. That one a and more Heartbreak Ridge. Deer Hunter's probably one of the most brutal at that time. It's got the Nero in it and stuff as well. That that is probably one of um, I'm gonna say it flat out. There's a lot of people that like Taxi Driver or. Whenever, when it comes to Robert De Niro, but I'm gonna give it to Deer Hunter for being his best performance. That is a gut wrenching movie. It's another like Vietnam War era type movie. Okay, I don't think I saw that. You you should really really put that on your list of definite movies to see like on your on your movie like check off list. Okay. I actually have, for my horror movies. I have this little um. They make a poster version, I'm but I have that. a little. Uh, Did you want I'm, I'm good on that one. I uh I have a little postcard version of this, but it's like a checklist of horror movies that you're supposed to check off to see like before you die. And I'm almost done. I'm getting through them. I have like four left on them. But every time I scratch it off, ninety nine percent of the time it's something I've seen already. But I think like two or three times I've come across something I didn't see yet. And uh, Trick or Treat was one of them. I I know people love Trick or Treat. Yeah, Trick or Treat is good. Yeah. I had never seen it or gotten into it, so I, I got introduced to it. Um. My, my American Horror Story, which is funny with that, that particular TV show, I'm obsessed with that show. But when I got into it, it was already like four seasons in. They had shown all the advertisements. I saw it was going to be on TV. It's horror. I'm like, it's not going to be any good. It's not R-rated horror. But then I didn't think like, wait a minute, like, hold on. I had nothing to watch one time, and I actually called my mom. My mom said, well, try that American Horror Story, Trace. And I said, well, well do I have to watch it from the beginning? And no, that show. Yeah, every well, now, season is its own. Well, nowadays, the past, like, three seasons are starting to tie back to originals. But back when I got started, you didn't have to see the first three. You could have picked up anywhere. And Freak Show was currently on. I was like, well, that one looks pretty good. So I started to watch it. I got caught up to where it was currently. And then was like, all right, F it. I like this. I like the feel of this show. And I went back and watched the original three literally within like five days. I had binged them straight through. I was hooked. Freak Show is the season that it stopped being important for me to continue to watch it. I agree. I agree. But that's because I have a special place in my heart for Jessica Lange. So do I. And so, so once I. you once she's not on that show anymore, I don't need yeah, I can watch it whenever. What was your favorite season? Or no. The insane asylum. Okay, that's the second. That's the second. For me it would be the third, which was Coven with the witches. Um, even if the Coven isn't your favorite season, go back and watch them again. That one definitely had the most brutal oh, yeah. intro. The intro, the whole thing with the Lollaries and the slaves, that was hard to watch. It was for that season. It was, it's was up hard. there with like my top three season mm-hmm. coven is there. Well, now they've but, outdone the witches. They've overused them. Yeah. My favorite season, though, was oh, the Insane Asylum. Asylum, 
is I, I liked it. The only part of it I didn't like is I am not a sci-fi fan. So when they started, when they tied the alien thing at the beginning, but I liked how they kind of like went away from it for like 80% of the season and then went back to it at the end and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, hey, remember this happened? But I'm not a sci-fi person, so if they would have just left that out entirely, that season would have been pure perfection for me. Right, but I think they did that because it was supposed to be trying to I tell was... the story of the Lovings and that couple that got abducted by the aliens as one if you, if you actually didn't know, that cold opening was based on an actual, quote, actual event that happened in either the 50s or the 60s of an interracial married couple that supposedly were abducted. And it was actually based off a lot of things in American Horror Story are loosely based, based on, on real, real things. Yeah. Like in um, Hotel, Evan Pierce was based off A.K. Tomes. Then you had uh, the Madame LaLaurie with Kathy Bates and, and, and Coven. That uh, uh, I couldn't even believe a TV show would even think to touch on a character like her. Because if you look up what this woman actually did, that show was like the Sesame Street version, version. Yep. of what she did. Like, And she got away with it. Mm-hmm. She got The real woman got away with it. She fled and was never caught for these horrible things she did. And but they did uh, Marie Laveau wonderfully on that season. Angela Bassett, amazing, killed it, killed it, killed it, killed it. Well, she's pretty good in just about anything, anything she plays in. Anything. I like how she pops up from time to time on the seasons. Now the current cast, I, I'm gonna, I get a lot of hate for this every time I say it. I am not an Emma Roberts fan whatsoever. I cannot stand Emma Roberts, and she's been pretty much the lead the past couple seasons, especially with the current one going on, she's the lead. And I feel she's not... I I just feel like everything's the same to her. It's the same tone, same this. I heard she was pretty good on Scream Queens, but that's the only Ryan Murphy I did not watch. I didn't watch it either, and I was surprised I didn't watch it because Jamie Lee was in it. I, I Me too. And Billy Lord. Um, she, I, um, Star Wars, I will, is my exception to sci-fi. <laughs> Obviously, I grew up with Star Wars. Carrie Fish and all that, so Billy Lord's her daughter. Um, I think she's doing great on that. I love when she pops up on the show. Her character is usually one of the most well-liked ones. Mm-hmm. Um, if it hadn't been for her, Apocalypse would have been the worst, one of the worst seasons the show ever did. I mean, my, I think the worst was New York City. and I still haven't watched that. I, I It didn't follow the regular tone as it wasn't following like a, a horror trope. The actual it was based on like what it turns out to be an actual horror, something that is actually going on. It was just their artistic interpretation of what's going on, and it's right. it's all about the AIDS crisis. Everybody already knew that, so it's not even a spoiler alert. But how they go about it, it's it's creative, but to me, it it just it felt off. It felt like it wasn't this because it wasn't that same tone. It wasn't a, it wasn't a familiar cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Zachary Quinto. But besides Zachary Quinto, the cast was 99% new. And we're used to them recycling the same people and no Sarah Paulson. And you're either love her or hate her, too. Because people go either way. I like her. I like her. I do. I do like her. Um, She does hold the show. Do I like her as the lead on that show? No. I like her as more of like one of the supporting characters. Right. But I like Lily Robin, well. too. I love Lily Robin. 
she is um on the current season. She just um no 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 um the other one her name will come to me. But another the other blonde Lilia hasn't popped up yet. But this season it's been Emma Roberts is the only returning one so far, and um this other one whose name I can't remember. Oh, and Billy Lord of course. Billy Lord Zachary Quinto had like a cameo. But it's a pri- it's a pretty new cast, and then then taking on Kim Kardashian, the boot. It was definitely a risk, and it's gonna end like hotel season... is where they started taking the risks when they brought Lady Gaga in, and she slayed it. She sure did. She slayed she did. it. Now she has a cameo appearance in Roanoke. Um, she's in the uh, TV quote version of Stack of Fifth. Or however, however you pronounce, I cannot pronounce that witch's name. So forgive me, Wiccans, for getting her wrong. Um, the witch in the woods, she does it for the TV version, so she only has like a pop up moment here and there. But um, she didn't want, I guess, want to do it full time again. She's right. you know, Lady Gaga, but she definitely came in and killed it. I'm looking forward to her in Joker too. However, I'm not looking forward to it being a musical. Like, why? Yeah, it's a musical, if you weren't aware of this, or it's going to have musical numbers, or it is a musical. Why would you change that tone from... Joker was amazing. Right. Like, that was a great tone. It was very Taxi Driver. I know everybody's going to say it. But um, it was great. It had a great tone. It was dark. You had heart for Arthur. Like, why he was doing it. He didn't have his medication. He was abused. Like, you had... Joker had a backstory now, because mm. if you're like me into Batman, you know there's 50 freaking variants of the Joker out there, and they all have a different backstory. This one felt the most believable. Like, this is the Joker I want. And if they're going to change that into some kind of like... I didn't say it was going to be a campy musical. I mean, if you've ever seen Repo the Genetic Opera, it, that was done by the director of Saw 4. It's a horror rock opera, and it's actually done good. The songs are one catch. You're going to sing them until the day you die after you see it. But the kills are good, they're not over the top, and the story is good. Um, that's a good one. And uh, The Devil's Carnival, another good movie to check out. That's like an Aesop's Fables. Oh, okay. Like a Tales from the Crypt, where everyone has a twist ending at the end. Very good. And that has a sequel, and it's called Hallelujah, The Devil's Carnival. And I highly recommend that. I love how we're obviously going to edit this, so I was talking about movies after my product plug. <laughs> <laughs> This is me being stoned. I never get to sit and actually uh, talk to Shannon. I mean, we obviously see each other at the events. We talk there, but I'm working. I'm usually doing like 20 things at once and can't like stop. Yeah, you can't stop, stop and have a conversation like this. It's it's nice. It's nice to get to. It sure is. It sure is. Have a day. Even like during the week when I'm at home. I mean, me and my old man don't just sit and get stoned all day. I mean, he has school. I have things to do for the business and. You know, it's not like 24, 70 and stoned. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's definitely a lot of smoking going on. I mean, like I had stated earlier, I have epilepsy. And I was on a lot of medication. I mean, it was 14 pills a day. And I was still having grand mall seizures, which are the bad ones. And I had lost my driver's license for a while, etc., etc. I got tired of the medications. I was getting sick from them. I didn't feel good all the time. I was still having seizures. So working alongside my doctors, my medical team, everything, I came off every single one of those pills because you have to wean off them or else you will have seizures. 
him off every one of them and transferred solely to THC as the treatment for my seizures. So I do have to consume a certain pardon me, amount of THC per day. But it's not like a, a crazy amount. Like it's it's like almost basically one package of my hard candy gets me through the day with what I need medicinally at my level to keep the seizures away. And I've been seizure free for seven years now. So yeah, not even one now. That doesn't work for everybody, obviously. I like I stated, I work with my medical team, and yeah. So I know we're like all over the place, just about over. <laughs> exactly. I um. And this is the whole point of pothead stuff. We, we just get high stuff. and just do pothead stuff. You just talk. It was funny, guys. Before I came over here to even record this, I was so nervous. I was like, oh my god, I I just. You know, I know she's been new doing this stuff, and I started listening a couple weeks ago, and because she was letting me know, I did a vendor shout out to you. I was like, oh, let me check it out, and I started. I listened to all of them now, so I've heard them all, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if she had a set topic in mind first. So I was like, do I need a topic first? Like, do I just? But once I get stoned, it just it flows. The conversation flows, and that's kind of how I do each episode. Ooh, I give you I, credit. <laughs> yeah, I just sit down with a microphone and a laptop, smoke what the, the day brings. <laughs> hey, that's the way to go. It keeps you productive. You can get on the schedule. And pothead stuff. Yep, pothead and then problem. I'm all. I see. I end up staying high twenty four seven because I usually do too. I say I don't, but I do. Y'all know I'm lying. Well, no. I normally when somebody gives me edibles, like um, I knew you were coming today, so I didn't do it today. I'm gonna do it tomorrow morning. I will be doing a review video for Cloudy's. Okay, okay. But since it's an edible, oh. I want to do it with nothing in my system. I totally understand that. There we go. Hey, we took a, a quick pause there, but as Stoner Brain kicked in, I forgot what we were saying. But I do want to correct something earlier. I kept talking about the cookies, as amazing as they are still. I kept saying they were Cloudy's, who stopped did have the nachos, definitely 100% for sure, the to-go nachos, and the amazing Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cake, but it was smiley face treats that makes these next level cookies. I mean, anything, anytime Cloudy's has cookies, they're top-notch too, but the ones I was particularly talking about earlier was with smileys, they're the ones that don't do like telegram, like the big stuff with that as far as I, from what I've heard. A lot, so I want to make sure they know they're getting like a lot of love online. Like their Cloudy's their doesn't do too much online either. I think they have a they're on Facebook. Yeah, but they don't like do the Telegram and stuff like that. So anytime I do a review, I try to at least go to their page and post. I'll tell you what, what it is. That's one of the the toughest things about being a vendor is the social medias because obviously with us having our businesses. We're, we have separate pages from our personal pages. So you have a personal page, you have a business page, and I know they can like swap them and they're linked to each other and shit, but still, it's two pages right there, your personal, your business. Yep. Then there's Instagram. Now for me, I have my own Instagram, so personal and a business. Then I have my TikTok. Then I have like Telegram. Then I have Discord. That is a lot of conversations to keep up on during the day. This and that. Now, I'm going to go link tree. I'm just going to go where everything can go in one spot. Make it easier for all y'all guys. You can pick what you want to reach out to me. But I really wish everything would just go on 
one, but it's confusing, but Let's see mine I'm still my link Telegram tree would only too. be able to have my telegram my uh what is it? Telegram TikTok clapper. See that's the other one. I gotta I gotta check that out. And like I'm still figuring out Discord and Telegram and then now it's Clapper. Because everybody's cause, telling me get Telegram. Everybody's on Telegram. I had Telegram. I'll tell you right now, the least amount of business I do in my company is, is Telegram. on Telegram. My number one besides the events, obviously, is Instagram. Instagram mainly brings me my biggest customer uh clientele. Yeah, because it's it depends on what you have in order for which social media would work best for you. Like, Instagram is a lot more of the younger kids who want, you know, the taffies and, you know, the juice and stuff like that that they can take around and be all right around their parents and their yeah. friends and still be cool and not smell like weed but still get fucked I'll up. I'll tell you what, though, the hard part I have with this. Now, this I, I, I definitely want to address because with me being on TikTok, especially with my business and being public like that, I do not sell my bud on TikTok. I am not selling bud like that when I'm uh, soliciting that way. I show my lollipops and my candies. They are the only two things I make available for um, shipping. I will ship. I mean, they're, they're, I, you can order. You can If you want to send somebody a gift with my biz, you can order lollipops and I will mail them to people and stuff like that. They're the only two, but there's... When you're on TikTok, even on Instagram, stuff like that, some people's profile pictures are just like a movie or like a drawing or like a cartoon. So it's, I don't know if they're an 18 year old or a 16 year old kid. So, and I mean, I go through ID verification. I do, I use a program that I run through mine, but I do run an ID check. So I have to check and there, it's a lot more work on my end having TikTok and things like that where people aren't physically meeting me at the events. Or getting the referrals from me here locally, right? Because I have to verify if I these are minors or not. Because I will, it's, I don't play punch. I don't pull punches there. I do will not sell to the underage. However, I will make one thousand percent exceptions for any child with cancer, any child going through cancer. If your child, you know anybody, I will readily. I will. I don't care. I will readily make medication available for you. No child will suffer. No. No. No, that was like other... Once I got into the edibles more after for my, my boyfriend's shoulder injury, like I started to treat the pain at the beginning. It was just trial and error. I decided I wanted to help people a little bit more with the pain. And I have a friend whose husband is in stage 4 cancer right now. Mm -hmm. And he's total TPN. He cannot eat. He cannot drink. Because I was trying to make it available for him because he can't he, he just any kind of quality of life for him right now would be better he's fighting a very very hard fight and it's been a very very hard battle for him and i tried to make medicine like this available for anybody that is suffering in any way shape or form like my my friend's husband jeff is and if anybody you know in your family or anybody's going through something like that let talk to me let me know. I, I work amazing pricing when it comes to putting together like a, a bulk order or something like that. I, I do have regular customers who do order in bulk and make custom orders for those reasons. And a lot um a lot of your edible vendors do stuff like that too. I mean a lot of people don't don't know that. 
And I want to give a shout out actually to my other vendors, led uh, or my other edible vendors in particular. Even though I'm dual, I'm bud and edible, but 99% of your edible vendors have bud people, just so you know. Check out your edible vendors as well. Some people don't realize that some of them have jars set up right there or bud right there. I mean, their stuff's good enough to get you high when you're eating it. Imagine smoking it. So exactly. check out their stuff too. I know some of that gets overlooked and that's got to be pointed out. Right. And a lot of them got shrooms too. Just ask. Yes. And that's been... Me recently, um, I have, um, I suffer, uh, like a, a lot of people, I suffer from depression, and I microdose, mm -hmm. and every so often I macro, but I've been sticking to my micros lately, like Saturday morning was a very bad morning for me, I was down, I had a bend that day, and I needed to, to pick up, and I, I microdosed, and I was very well off within an hour, I mean, I wasn't tripping or nothing, but I, I was clearer, I was calmer, I was more relaxed. I was able to go about my day. I was able to vend. You know, it was. I'm enjoying my mushrooms. Like they come and go with me. Like sometimes I'm into them for like a while, then I'm out of them. I'm in the concentrate for a while, then I'm out of them. Right. I'm with a pen all the time, then I'm out of it. One thing I'm not a fan of though, and I'm not gonna even lie to anybody, disposables. Disposable pens are my uh, least favorite of them. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm saying of all the ways out there possible to get high or stoned or smoke or consume, the disposable, I always have a problem with them. Every time I buy one, there's some kind of issue. Right. Either it gets clogged, it won't charge, it just won't work, it just, or after like a, a day, it's like I had one, well one of them was user error. I screwed on a cartridge one time and I had it on the highest setting and I smoked through the entire cartridge in one day. One day, it was a two-gram card, too. So two, yeah, two-gram card in one day, and it was a sativa. I thought my heart was going to explode. Um, <laughs> but it was my fault. I had my thing set up way too high, and I was in it quite often because it was a stress time I was going through. But sometimes, that's to me, they'll burn too fast, even on the lower setting. Like I'll notice I haven't used it for a couple days. Nobody else has used it yet, like, just a little bit gone. So I don't know if it... I don't want to say it evaporates. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just smoking it and forgetting. But I, I'm i telling you, I'll, sometimes I throw them in my lockbox and don't touch them for like a month and I come back and I swear half is gone. And my old man doesn't smoke and they kill his lungs. But the, he's got COPD. And I get them. I get them because I win them at events, but I don't I never turn them down. Them. Right. Mm. I'm not going to turn it down mm -hmm. unless you want to trade me out flour for it. <laughs> Something like, I'll barter with them sometimes. Like, sometimes somebody will have a cool-looking one or one that, like, I took a hit of and I did like the taste of it. Like, your, uh, the Vega one. Like, I really like the taste of that. So, whoever had them, give Ace me... Ace Buds, Ace, Ace Buds. Ace, come on, man. Bring me some Fago. Come on. But, um, yeah, they were really good. I'd like to, I'd like to get me one of them. And, um, my best friend is an ICP, like, huge buff, like, and they're all about Fago, and I need to get him one of them. So you need to connect me so I can get one of them ace. So come on. Yeah, because they had uh they had tricks, I believe it was last time. Oh my 
God, I'll have to look because now I know that they have random ones. Like I know which ones to look for. Or maybe these, it was Cannabuds that had tricks. Hey, I'm going to be stopping by every table looking for these things now. So just know every one of y'all I'm looking for these uh, Fago ones. But every so often one takes me off. Or I like it. Right now, the I won one that was a Elf Bar Live Rosin and Diamonds. That one's not too bad. Diamonds get me incredibly high. Matter of fact, shout out to Bob from East Coast. I bought the little, uh, like, seven pack of the dog walkers. Uh-huh. And just one of them is enough to get me and my old man enough that we're, like, melted onto the, the couch. It's, and Dude. It's a dog walker. They're small. Yes. Bob had me like a crackhead. I'm telling you, Bob does me in every time. No, I'm Bob telling you. Bob everything. Bob had me like a crackhead. I had one of the jars that had the THC diamonds on the outside of the weed. Okay, okay. I literally was in the kitchen the other day scraping the diamonds out of inside the jar like a Girl, crackhead. Like I was think? trying to get my last. Girl, I ain't no like a crackhead. What do you think I use this tool for? Every time I get a jar like that, even the dab that I sell, um, I scrape the bottoms of my jar. I have a hot knife for the actual reason. I have to look a hot knife. I love uh -huh. that thing. It's great for scraping the bottom of any of your um like wetter concentrates to get it all in one blob. Um, I Bob Bob always gets me. Though. My old man for the past couple weeks, pretty much almost every other week, he buys like one of Bob's like little bud jars, whatever he has, the good like the exotic, you know, good mm -hmm. stuff in the jars. And I, when we go home and after everything's done, every we're ready to get into bed for the night, we smoke. Like either I'll sometimes I'll grab one of those, you know, um, you know the the blunts like the thirty dollar blunts, you know, mm -hmm. the forty dollar ones with the hash oil and the keef and all that pre rolls. I'll get them once in a while. Did those packwoods? Like that's why that's where I'm up for the packwoods. Like them, I'll get them once in a while just to have like you know treat at home. And well, I'm telling. I bought you. a hash hole off Bob again from East Coast a couple weeks ago, and that hash hole was an immense. Oh, it was awesome. Dude, I don't even know what he had me smoking. What was it Saturday? He with literally the last tip. Yeah, it's he, the hash hole because I've seen the, him passing the, them around. The black swirl. Yes. All I'm like, what the fuck? The middle of it burns like a black donut, like a ring in the right. middle, like a separate black ring. It's because it's the hash burning down. It's got a ring of hash in it. But that's yeah, they're hash. I bought one of them like two weeks ago. Me and my old man could knock it out of bed whatsoever. Yo, Bob had me fucked up Saturday. I was like, yo, I gotta put these tables up. What are you doing? <laughs> telling you. He always has, there's always something on his table to get you good, no matter what you want, whether it's a pen, a cart, a concentrate, bud, an edible, he's got them. Yeah. And he's got really good exotics. He's got really good exotics. Yeah, because his Afghan Kush was good, too, in the glass jar, under the East Coast Buds label. Yeah. I grab them once in a while, and I do, Um, even though I sell dab, I buy personal dab for myself from... Uh, Garden State Farms. I gotta give uh, mm -hmm. Omar a shout out there. And uh, he uh, always has good stuff. Really good stuff. Everybody does. I mean, every vendor has something I like. There's, I always stop by each vendor's table to see what they got going on. And I try to patron all my fellow vendors. You know, mm -hmm. I try to get stuff off of them too. And, and we do. We all do that between each other. You know, we're always buying off each other and swapping with each other. And just outright gifting each other because we work together, you know. Right. And I know I patronize everybody's table. I try mm -hmm. to anyway. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And even when I go, if I do attend other events, I do that too. I bring not everyone because you know some of them you go to have like sixty vendors. Oh my god, I'd be broke. But 
I'll tell you what, you can go out with a couple bucks in your pocket, you get enough to scratch, you know, scratch your retail therapy itch, get a little bud in, and yep. have fun. Because I get people that tell me all the time, like, oh, I don't have a lot of money, I, I really can't come out to an event, I don't have money to spend like that. It's worth the price of admission alone. I mean, 10 bucks, you get in. I mean, there's always somebody that's smoking there, but I'm not saying come out just to get smoked on and be like that, but I'm just saying, if you only have a couple small bucks, you still have enough, you can get some in your pocket and still sit there and be around good people, good environment, have a good time. You're going to get stoned. You're just, just being around these people, you're going to be stoned. Right, I go but, every weekend, and I only actually have money on me the first weekend. The second through the fourth weekend, I come, I bring my own bud, so it's not like I'm smoking on everybody. I exactly. just bring what I bought that first weekend. Exactly. And I just make sure I have, you know, five, ten dollars on me to get something to eat. Yep. I always bring cups of ice with me and my yeah, little thermos you do. cups. I did. So. I did. You bring the cups of ice. I always bring cups of ice. I always got something to drink. We pack lunches sometimes. Not, mm-hmm. we, we pack our, yeah, we'll pack lunches because we know we're going to be there all day, but we know we're going to buy stuff in the other vendors. Anyway, how can you turn down a fried Oreo? And by the way, vendors, shout out again. I can't, I don't know the name of them because they're newer with us. The newer ones that have the fried Oreos. Kelly's Kitchen? That's it right there. The fried Milky Way. Next level. Like, probably one of the best things I've ever tasted. Because the first time I got the fried Oreos, because I already know they're going to be good. And they, were, they gave me a fried Twix with it to try. And that was awesome. But the Milky Way was, like, even better than the Oreos. So, the Milky Way, I bring me a Milky Way this weekend. Well, I have not had the pleasure of trying their fried candies yet. Only because... When I get to the event, my sugar is always at a perfect level, That's right. and I'm not trying to bring it up, so I stay away from the junk food. My my boyfriend, uh, Steven, is the same way. I have to watch the same thing. Like, he's diabetic, so I got to make sure that too much sugar, and that's so hard, especially being at home where we live because um, he's diabetic, so every time I want him to taste something, he can only take, like, so much. Like I said, I made brownies last night that I didn't like the way they came out, so I was like, here, you got to at least, like, like, try a bite for me, but... He ate, he ate, like, three brownies. But um, he definitely tried to buy it for me. But it's hard to get him, like, sample the candies, especially the lollies and all that, because that's a lot, that's sugar. lot, lot of sugar. That's, like, literally just, just sugar almost. Right. Now, I do notice on, like, days that I eat your taffies or I have your candies or drink one too many of your juices, I have to chase it with mushrooms because oh, even the insulin won't bring it down fast enough it is a lot of sugar i mean obviously it's candy it's juice it's a lot of it it's i'm not even i tell people all the time and i'm I'm not even gonna lie you diabetics out there i've been i'm working i'm working hard i one thing us vendors are tight on especially the edible ones are our tried and true secrets and i'm trying to learn how and if you notice a lot of vendors don't have very many diabetic products it's it's hard to make it's very hard to get a yeah, that's... A, a sweetener that you can infuse right i've tried i had diabetic lollipops at one time but i didn't like them i didn't like the way they looked i didn't like that the texture was different than my other lollipops i pulled them i don't even i see even with diabetic lollipops in a store i don't like the way they taste it's uh, that artificial sugar taste yeah. that sometimes saccharin, sometimes whatever. Uh, it's like if I'm, gonna, if, well, if I'm just going to fuck up and eat a taffy, just let me eat it. I'm not 
doing the fake shit. <laughs> exactly, but I've I've been working on it uh, hard, and I I do have um an idea at hand, and I am actually working with um a fellow Canada, we'll call him a connoisseur or confectioner like myself, uh, out of state who uh, does have a tried and true method of how to make my my stuff available to diabetics and I'm trying to learn the process it's it's pretty tricky it is pretty tricky the way she that she does it she's pretty much mastered it but it's I've almost thought about sourcing a few times being like hey I'll just source from her and let her do the work but I pride myself on what I do and I'm trying hard to get it down but if not I'm going to source some in to get at least some right, available to get I want, it started anyway because we we have we do have people like um I'm not sure if many people wear my my lollipops with the exception of the cherry flavor and this also includes my hard candies are vegan they're all vegan with the exception of the cherry I, I don't know exactly what's in the cherry that makes it not vegan but there's something apparently with the, the cherry that is not vegan the artificial cherry, um, but yeah, they're they're all vegan. The juices, however, are not. Unfortunately, I'm 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 trying, I'm trying, but uh, the hard candies and lollipops for sure are, with the exception of the cherry. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think you should pause me. I'm gonna get food. Mm, well. Actually so I think we can wrap up. Actually, yeah, yeah I, because I no, I could talk all day because it's like the mic's not even here. I'm telling you, I forgot about the mic ten minutes. See, in. and that's why I figured this type of podcast was more comfortable for people. It definitely is because you can just be yourself. You don't have to worry about being dressed up and being on for the camera. You just and I think uh, other vendors definitely you guys should do something like this. You know, even if you know, maybe I don't know if you're available to go to them. Maybe yeah, and I've to. already told the other vendors. I've asked Flower Pixie. I was gonna say definitely. I've um, asked uh, definitely, uh, Blazing Barbie. Oh, I oh god, they, those are people I think would love to. Right. So <laughs> guys, definitely, if if you guys or any of you vendors are holding back for any Michelle reasons, from S and S Designs, I've asked her. It's well, it's definitely a comfortable setting, guys. We're having fun. We're sitting here smoking. Um, I'm getting ready. We're gonna do launch, so we're gonna run launch. Sit here and just enjoy the whole time, hang out. So this is definitely come out and do it. It's fun. And uh shameless plug, used by Tracy. Come out and talk to me. Like I said, you guys can reach out to me by it's I'm under infused by Tracy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're on Telegram, it's infused by Tracy 420. If you have any questions, you want to make a personal order, a custom order, any custom flavors, um Reach out to me. We we can talk. And um, I got to plug the Misfits. Come out on the weekends, guys. We're every Saturday and Sunday. We're rain or shine. We got the big Halloween bash coming up. A uh, huge costume thing. We're going all out on the uh, 28th. And there's a lot of big surprises planned. A lot of good stuff coming, guys. So come check us out with the Misfits. And uh, come out and say hi. We got the 10th and a fire pit in case you, you know. I think it's get gonna be rain going, or it's going to be I'm cold. I'm pretty sure it's going to be going further than that for the winter months. So. Yeah, I'm sure we're probably going to have heaters and walls and all yeah, kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm sh- things are being uh, discussed. I, I can I can definitely let that little one slip. Things are being discussed, but stay tuned, guys. Just stay tuned and uh, keep coming out. We love you and we feel the love back. So keep coming out. And that's the end of the episode. So as always, smoke them if you got them. If you have any questions or show ideas 
or would like to try out any of the items that I've tried on any of these episodes, please reach out to me at potheadstuffshow at gmail.com. Again, that is P-O-T-H-E-A-D-S-T-U-F-F-S-H-O at gmail.com. And as always, stay lifted and in high spirits.